Welcome to episode six, Venice Beach edition. Yeah. 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 Yes, Venice Beach, California, <laughs> where we've been for the last week or so. It's our field trip. Seems longer. Field trip. <laughs> this is the first official field trip of the Double Confirmed show from sunny California. We're outside of steamy Singapore. My eyes are wide shut so I could focus here. What was I going to say? Thomas is slightly hungover. It's true. Uh, last night he was. Uh, Damn it! He had a few. Um, what were they? Cocktails. Old fashioned. Old fashioned. With Mr. Chris Tester. Mr. Chris Tester, sound recording master. Shout out to Mr. Chris again. Yes, thank you, Chris, for all the positive vibrations <laughs> and the good uh, the good advice. Actually, yeah. Stop doing the show. Which is <laughs> 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 the advice. No. No, he didn't yeah, say that. Yeah. With well, his eyes. Well, we got, we got to work on, you know, work on a few things. This so, is the show, man. So what's the show about, Thomas? Why are you asking me? What are you putting <laughs> on me for? So Mr. Mav has a lot of notes for today's show, a lot of really important things he's going to talk about. I'm building it up. I'm building it up for you. I have my notes, uh, but first... I've got an interesting fact. We just start with the factoids, because this is a show about factoids. People ask, what's the show about? <laughs> it's about factoids. It's about dilemmas. It's about life. It's about our lives. It's about travel. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I've got another factoid. It's about internationalism. <laughs> well, let's get away from the politics. He's not going to let me in here. <laughs> okay, your turn. It's episode six. You know, we said we would only do, we'd do a minimum Six episodes. We said we would do at least six episodes. Yeah. It's not only, and then you cut it yourself loose. No, it's like six, so you commit to it, so you don't do two, and you're like, oh, man, this is hard. I'm not going to do any more. And say, no, no, we're going to do six. So what do you think? Is this the final episode? No, definitely not. Popular opinion has said that they love it. We got five stars on Facebook. The eight ball, which I um, asked earlier before the show, also confirmed that we should continue the double confirmed show. It simply said yes. I asked it. Simply said yes. Simply said yes. So we're in, in it for the long haul. We basically, we've got a new setup today because we are in La La Land. We're in Los Angeles. So the reality is everything's a bit more serious. These microphones are proper serious. These are proper microphones. We're literally, we literally have to eat them in order to hear anything. Yeah. Okay, so what, what do you got for the show today, mister? Well, we had a... It, it, thanks for putting me on the spot there, Thomas. Yes. So we're actually thinking... It's about somebody you should know. What's the, what's the format? Someone you should know. Someone you should know. Someone you should know. We're it's starting right off with it. This is a new, I mean, it's a new sort of... It's a factoid. It's a factoid we discovered last week, which blew my mind, actually. What is it? I mean... I'm, get, I'm in the zone now. No, now. you know who this is about, man. I, like, don't, I don't remember. We've obviously got very divergent music tastes. Oh. But in some cases... I know what you're You know, about. you have to... You have to accept that there are some people who are just genius. Yes. You know? So someone that everyone should know. Everyone should some know. Some people probably do. And he's from my continent. Mine too. No. My, well, my adopted <laughs> continent. <laughs> okay. We're all from Africa originally. You're right. If you go back right. far enough. You're right. I'm, I'm, that's what I mean by my continent Completely too. Completely agreed. So who's this guy? Who's the guy it's that... Fela Kuti. Fela Kuti. Fela Kuti. Which really has nothing to do with L.A. Or does he? Does, actually. That's what I'm saying. And that is one of the factoids. 
absolute genius of a musician, African jazz musician, could you call him? But it's more than jazz. This guy's just sort of... Afro-funk. Oh, yeah. That's what it is. It's just so good. He's, he's actually considered the man who started Afro-funk. Really? I think he co- I, mean, I don't know if he coined that expression, but yes, Afro-funk. And I actually thought, I mean, this is crazy, but I was, I'm so into Fela Kuti, I actually thought he was still alive. And then we had this conversation with Thomas. He's like, oh, he's dead. I mean, he was around in the 60s. I'm like, whatever. I said he was doing his thing 70s and 80s, and then he d- died. That's what it, that was my position. <laughs> but, but I was slightly off. It was the 90s he died. But he had stopped producing yeah. output in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. And, and, I mean, guess when he was born, guys? 1938. Oh, you're on Wikipedia. I'm on Wikipedia. <laughs> Specifically, 15th of October, 1938. This guy saw the Second World War in Africa, man. Exactly. So he's a Nigerian. Obviously, he was born in Nigeria. Um, yes. And and why should we know him? I mean, why should we really know him? It's funny because... Devil's Advocate. Devil's Advocate. Because nobody... He wasn't actually that well known when he was creating some of his best music. In fact, his albums only got released in the 2000s. Um, mm, let me have a quick look here on Wikipedia. No, <laughs> no, they were released, but they just didn't get wide um, yeah. distribution. Completely agreed. Completely agreed. And part of the reason why is because it didn't fit into the format of the traditional radios. Like, you didn't have three-minute songs that were or three, four-minute songs. Yeah. They're 15, 20-minute long. Masterpieces. Masterpieces. They're absolutely brilliant. So 1938, traveled, uh, well, sorry, born in Nigeria, and um, then he traveled half the bloody globe. Just like us. Can you believe it? We're, we have a lot in common. In the US in 1960s, yeah, let man. me just get the exact date, but it was during that, you know, the crazy Woodstock era. Yeah. So he was obviously, obviously influenced by all of that. Yes. He was also in the, um, in the UK. Spent a lot of time in the UK around the Beatles time. I mean, so obviously huge influences from the Beatles. and I think so. Oh, dude, completely. How could you live in the UK in the 60s and not be influenced by the Beatles? I don't know. I mean, it I don't hear it when I listen to his music. Mm, really? Mm, <laughs> really? Do you? Mm, I don't know. There's I some real funk in there, man. Hand. No, but there's some funk in there. There's some real funk. There's some Oh, because the Beatles funk. are known for their funk. No, but like during that time, you know, in the 60s and the 70s yeah, in, in London, I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, that's more coming from like James Brown and people like that, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, more yeah, from yeah. Not like necessarily the Beatles, Beatles themselves. This guy. Yellow submarine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're like, a day tripper. Uh, bah, bah, bah. Come on, man. <laughs> Phelo was probably looking at those dudes going like, oh. You're not a, you're not a Beatles fan, clearly. Uh, I got nothing against the Beatles. <laughs> I got nothing against them. But I think they... I think they're... Uh... they're what? <laughs> yeah, go for it, dude. Tell us well, what No, you what think. I mean is like... It's like what? It's like what they treated like gods, like these musical gods. Like, oh, they changed the face of music. That's true, man. But no, they stole a lot of stuff from black music. And, you know, they're able to package it. And they're pretty boys from UK. Yeah. You know, and they delivered a good product and made a ton of money. But anyway, we're talking about Fela Kuti, yeah. who is superior to the Beatles in every way, shape, and form other than floppy hair. <laughs> the Beatles have, they got that covered, the floppy hair look. And apart from his great music, he was actually very politically active uh, when he went back to Nigeria. So he was very critical of the government, 
you know, because the government obviously, well, obviously, uh, it was pretty corrupt in Nigeria. <laughs> obviously, you, know? you like to so, use the word obviously. You're <laughs> very critical of them. He actually also very criti- critical of colonialism, mm-hmm. uh, was very against uh, the takeover of Africa. Yeah, man. Colonial mentality. Yeah. That's a good song. So he literally, but he also created his own almost mini republic. Republic. Yes. In Lagos, in Nigeria. That's right. Uh, with his own harem of, of beautiful women, uh, own protectional services. Actually, there was a there was a documentary that was done. We were talking about this the other day. Yes, there was a couple. Um, forget the name of the documentary, but uh, which speaks about the last few years of his life and how he lived there in in mm-hmm. Lagos, right on, with all his people, uh, all the sort of the violence in Lagos back in those days. Right uh, very very harsh, very very difficult. Um, but he lived like a like a chief, really, yeah. like a, the yeah. local the local chief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. So anyway, that is uh, Mr. Felakudi. If you haven't heard his stuff, you've got to hear it. Maybe we'll play a little yeah, of course we a will. little piece. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, hopefully we won't get sued by his labels. It's just about being, you know, paying homage to a genius. Yeah. A musical genius. Who's, you know, kind of been forgotten, so we're bringing him back. Yeah, completely agree. And so we've been listening to Felakudi all week. All week <laughs> in Los Angeles. I don't know why. <laughs> of all places. <laughs> yeah, it kind of just happened. But because as soon as you put it on, I'm like, oh, Fela, I haven't heard that in years. Oh, and it brought back legend. all these memories, all my Fela memories. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Because I'm a fan. It's funny because before we listened to Fela, I put on Drake. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. I put and on I Drake, like, Drake's was, new album. Yeah. And you put Drake on first. Okay, there's some. Drake. It's. Not bad production, like I, you know, like the guy's good at what he does. I mean, he won fourteen Grammys for God's sakes. Like, so clearly he knows a little bit of what he's doing. But mm. you put that against Fela Kuti's music. Yeah, how many Grammys did Fela win? Yeah, man, I don't think he won any. Zero. Did he? Because it doesn't fit into the mold. It doesn't <sighs> fit into the system. That's the thing. Yeah. It's got to like fit into the system. We're breaking out beyond the system. <laughs> With the new media. But it's true, man. Like, I swear, like, you can just hear the richness of a Fela Kuti track compared to true. the stuff that Drake is shipping every, every week. Yeah, no yeah. offense to Drake and our Canadian friends. That's how friends. it's all happened, because you're playing the Drake on the little thingy, the boomboxy yeah. thingy. And I was like, ugh. Yeah. I wasn't feeling it. I mean, I understand it's yeah. good, whatever. Yeah. I don't know if I call it derivative. I think I called something else derivative. You did call it derivative. No, that was another thing we were talking about. That was Green Day. That was Green Day. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be the, like the music episode, criticizing <laughs> groups, groups. Well, we are in LA. We might as well talk about music. <laughs> true, true that, true that. But yeah, the Drake, I was like, it was okay, it was okay. But you know, it's the kind of thing. Imagine 10 years, mm. imagine 10 years later and you're listening to that same track. You think you're going to be connecting with it? Bubblegum pop, man. Bubblegum. That's what we were talking about, the bub. Gum. And then, then Fela came on. I don't know how it happened because you, your Spotify or something kicked it in. And I was like, oh, now we're talking. So good, eh? And the grooves. Oh, man. The soul. Oh. Incredible, huh? Yeah, really that's, good. That's when you got, that's, that's so much heart and soul. That's the real yeah. deal. Yeah. So anyway, somebody you should know. Ta-da. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's a habit. That sound effect. Yeah. We were talking about this the other day on Netflix. I was watching a documentary called The Minimalists. The Minimalist, new show. 
new show documentary what? movie i mean yeah like a documentary you you watched it yeah no nope. you, you haven't watched i read it? the reviews and they were you bad read, yeah yeah <laughs> and which i tend to agree i mean it's not the greatest show because it's not very practical but they talk about how to minimalize your life mm. like the mary is it mary kondo or somebody who talk talks about like removing all sort of unnecessary things in mm-hmm. your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget who the guys are in The Minimalist. Mm-hmm. Minimalist. But they were doing a talk on Tuesday here in LA. Yeah, I missed it. We missed it as well. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I wanted to see it just to go in. But it's interesting theories. What's the theory? The theory is you only need like something that, you know, like two t-shirts, three pairs of shorts, maybe two pairs of underwear. True. Food every morning. Minimalist. You guys, you guys should check it out. Let me know what you guys think. I'd love to hear what everyone thinks. Not just the reviews on Netflix, but yeah. there's some interesting theories in there. I think I'm going to subscribe to some of it. Cut down all the clutter in my life. You know, of course, man. Get rid of unnecessary garbage. I've been doing that my whole life. You have I'm trying to. Yeah. What are you cutting down on? I don't have anything left. I don't have anything left. I wish you could have seen my apartment in Brooklyn. It was like all white. You'd walk in, all the walls were white. Yeah. The floors were, I, paint, I painted everything super clean. Nice. Just like a, like one splash of color on the wall and that's it. A very Mondriani. Thank you. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. Everything was just super clean because nice. I like it like that. Nice. And now all that stuff, God knows what happened to it all when I moved to Singapore. To the white paint and the... Because I had subleased, I kind of like subleased that apartment to some uh, quote unquote friends, quote unquote friends, whoopee. who then a year later try to take it from underneath me, Ooh. like go directly to the landlord uh. and try to do this. And so a typical New York thing, man. And then eventually dissipated into the ether of mm. the universe. Mm. Mm. Some of the stuff I managed to get back, but I was living in Singapore at the time. So it's a bit hard to take a taxi to Brooklyn. And pick up shit. Yeah. So on a couple trips, I was back, and I, I brought things, and then some stuff just disappeared. But I didn't, I didn't, mm. I didn't mind. Like Great. I mean, like all the kitchen stuff, all this. Oh, who just knows where go. it is? Let go of the garbage. Even like photographic stuff, because I do photography. I had stuff stored away. I don't know. I don't know what happened to it. And how do you feel after that? Do you feel? I feel fine. Yeah, lighter, almost. Yeah. I'm not. I, I try not to be attached to my possessions. In a similar vein, sorry to change tack a little bit, but you're talking about New Yorkers being a little bit aggressive and... Yeah. I'm amazed at how friendly people have been here in LA. Oh, yeah. I'm digging it, man. Everyone's very approachable. All the Uber drivers you think are friendly. Yeah, but also just the, you know, the waitresses or the waiters. Yeah. People on the streets, generally approachable. I mean, I know it's a veneer of friendliness. But I know that's the to... Southern California stereotype, though. I mean, it is friendly and mm. warm, provided you're not in traffic driving on the highways. Then everything, all bets are off and flipping birds and throwing, you know, shooting guns. But when you're off of that, very friendly. So, yeah, okay. So we're in California, Venice Beach. They're actually sea snails um, in, the, in the canals of Venice beach we know we know nothing about the history of the canals like who made them why but they were drafted after the venice in italy yeah i got that part that was inspiration yeah i mean that's pretty obvious they got a bit off though yeah sea slugs well it's because it's in disrepair (laughs) and then so we're staying at the airbnb you got sir francis von bun bun the airbnb bunny rabbit what a legend 
who is a legend in his own mind. Uh, he chewed up my MacBook charger cable. He's been chewing up everything. He cut right through your cable, your power cable. He did not die or even show any signs of shock. <laughs> or distress. Or distress. <laughs> he, then he started chewing on my flip-flops, that bastard. My Havianas. I love the way when we, when we walked in first, he was very shy. He was very... Shy. You know, he, yeah, he was in the corner. He's he a wild animal. He was he, waiting to bite on your bite your face off. But he wasn't sure about us, man. He was very like he was just looking at us with one eye. <laughs> That's the way you're looking at me now. <laughs> and then and then after two days, he's chewing on stuff. He's jumping around, ripping up the carpet. Yep, yeah, laying on your stomach or your fuck. belly or your, same thing. I'm worried. Like in two days, he's gonna literally. I'll wake up in the morning. He'll be like in my face with my nose chewed off. <laughs> Fucking scream. Yeah, yeah. Typical California Airbnb. It comes with a rabbit. I was like, of course. And a saltwater plunge pool. Oh, saltwater plunge pool. It's very cold. I did that already one morning. It took me five attempts to get in there. It worked. It was really good for you, but it's difficult. Why don't you just jump in? Like, why do you do that? Because it was tentative? early in the morning and I didn't want to disturb anybody. It's 6 a.m. and there's people living right nearby. So rather not dive in. Yeah, I mean, a big-ass splash, it's really quiet at 6. You wouldn't know that because you barely make it out of bed by 9. <laughs> it's like 8.58, and you're like, oh, I got to go. We got to go. <laughs> I'm starving. <laughs> it's, it's the jet lag. It's the jet lag. <laughs> the jet lag. That excuse only goes so far. Oh, That's man, so what funny. have we learned so far in this week in California? That's what I was asking myself before we came into the studio. It's a great lifestyle here. Yeah true that it's, it's great i mean the weather's amazing everyone's generally very friendly lots of opportunities everywhere healthy food healthy, healthy food. living but do people look healthy it's a good question there's know. all sorts in la though yeah i know that like some look healthy question. some don't look healthy do i look healthy or do i look mm. a little bit burnt out you'd be honest i feel burnt you're looking out. okay that's very and maybe maybe it was those cocktails last night dude yeah, I used to treat my body like a temple. We haven't done any yoga for a week. I'm feeling that, man. Yeah, well, you're a man, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm all creaky at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Old man Mark! <laughs> I feel great. I was doing my eight-minute sessions of yoga in the morning on the rooftop. I'm trying to do the whole full immersion Southern California thing. But how do you do yoga in eight minutes? We just, I don't know, just do a few simple positions. Okay. Kind of do this. Can I do that? I'll show you later. <laughs> I mean, this is audio only, so you can't see when I'm demonstrating. But it's genius. I'll show you later. <laughs> how does it feel? How does it feel to be back in your home oh, soil? Oh, this is the first time I've been back in the U.S. since Trump took the helm. Mm. I don't want to get political, but yeah, he was inaugurated beginning of 2017. But I haven't been back here mm. until I mean, I was here over Christmas last year. So that's, that's one of the main reasons why I'm here. I'm here to, uh, to take the pulse of the American people. And, uh, is there still a pulse? There is a pulse, <laughs> and it's racing. I think it's confirmed, dare I say double confirmed, that I don't want to be back in the U.S. Yeah, you, you dropped that bombshell on me a few days ago. Was it a bombshell? Was it a surprise? Yeah, because, I mean, only last year you were like, I'm going to move back to New York. Yeah, but last year was a very... Um, it was a transition period where I had to let go of certain things from my past and I had to embrace new things mm. coming in the future. You ever been in that yeah. crossroads? But that period's over now, huh? That period <laughs> is finished. 
It actually was winding down the end of last year, and then through the beginning of this year, it all was reconfirmed. Yeah. So what is what is it? Why why not? Why not? So you is it just Singapore's your this thing? This is a very man. personal question. Yeah, man. But I was working toward moving back to New York. Yeah. Then last year, I was fortunate to spend a, a lot of time back in New York because we were, I was working out some issues, <clears throat> and and I my love affair with New York, I think, started coming apart. I was like, you know what? New York's great. I love New York. Always will. But I don't know. Maybe that time in my life is over. And like, I should just embrace where I'm at now, which is in Singapore. So what I, the problem I was doing before was I was trying to do what I was doing in New York in Singapore. Mm. Ever been like that? Yeah. So I didn't fully transition and it created issues. And then I recognized that I can't do that. Can't do that. Recognized. I re- <laughs> <laughs> DJ Jazzy Mav over here on the mic. Uh, yes. Very mature conversation for... Recognized. For Did you expect that? 10 a.m. in the morning. Jeez. <laughs> but yeah, man, but it's good. Like at the end of last year when I fully said, you know what, I'm going to commit to Singapore. Awesome. I was spending too much time away from Pauline. That was not good for mm. our personal lives. There was a lot of things that all came together. Mm. And this is not going to be a psychological analysis of, of me. <laughs> but sum it up, you know, as soon as I committed to it, things opportunities started opening up. That's like awesome. this, this teaching opportunity, yeah, style, yeah, yeah, new yeah, f- yeah. photography opportunities, yeah. but treating it as a back to being an entrepreneur, running my own <clears> business, <throat> as opposed to trying to be something for somebody else. Yeah, that makes to sense. Co- to, co- to fit their photographic needs. I yeah. was like, you know what? I'm going to do what I do, yeah. find my audience, my yeah. customer base, which is what I've been doing too. And it's coming together, man. Very cool. You know? Very cool. I'm just looking at the, the coffee cup that's next to you. Sorry to change topics again. No, I'm done. But he, Thomas is holding the original OG Bulletproof Coffee from Venice Beach, California. Yeah, so we're big fans of Bulletproof Coffee. I've been a big fan for as long as I can remember. <laughs> uh, but this is the first time I went to an actual retail store, one of the few Bulletproof stores in the world. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor, but really they should consider it because we have a lot of influence over <laughs> Over <laughs> consumers, Man. and we had the we had the medium size the other day. The first day we had the mediums, <sighs> and we almost died. Wired, uh, absolutely wired. Too much. Yeah, it was. Too, and you're on a medium at the moment. I am. I don't know what you were thinking. That's what I needed because I had the whiskeys last night. Ah, uh, this is the counteract that. I think that's going to save you. It saves me. I'm feeling better already. Nice, 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 nice. nice. But it's not about me. <laughs> <laughs> not about you It's not about me It's about What is it about? <laughs> LA Los Angeles LA And uh, so uh, It's all blur to me <laughs> Check it out I just can't believe How much the city's changing Actually oh. That main road in Venice well, The main road in Venice A lot of development man. You mean Venice Boulevard Or uh, Venice Main Road or Sa- Well it goes from Venice Beach To Santa Monica That main road Yeah Where the bulletproof coffee oh, is Oh it's called Main Street Main Street yeah. yeah It's changed so much man Like new buildings come up New coffee shops It's crazy and man And what does that point to? What is that a sign of? It's clearly a, You know The economy's doing well Economy's picking up Yeah okay. A lot Got of it. hipsters A lot of hipsters I mean, Venice Beach used to be, you know, drug haven, yeah. gangster central. Yeah, 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 yeah. Burnouts, druggies, homeless. 
And now you've got people, I mean, hipsters cycling around in, on Linus bikes with their beards and, you know, drinking bulletproof coffee all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, what do you think? I quite like the, the, that part of LA. It's really good. Yeah, it's great, man. Yeah. It's great. Good food. Food. Beautiful people. Well, present company included, <laughs> I like to think. Beautiful people. Yeah, man, it's great. It's great. It's funny. I'm I'm a little burnt out. Should we check what the eight ball says? Yeah, so we got some eight balls here in the studio with us. Um, not a sponsor. Eight ball for your g- guidance. Whoopsie. It says whoopsie. It says outlook not so good. That's that one's broken. We got to use the the one that that's the correct one. Outlook not. <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> yeah. Thomas is reaching for the second one. <laughs> the second. Give me a question. Any question. Give me a question. So it's almost a weekend here. It is Thursday. How is my weekend going to be? Cannot predict now. Oh. Cannot predict now. Oh. Okay, maybe later. <laughs> yeah, maybe later. <laughs> we'll check in with him later. Um, the eight ball. Not a sponsor. We should we gotta have to take a picture of that, put it on the Instagram. So I got nothing to add. I've got a, I've got a what's the deal. <laughs> yeah, good. I mean, it's ridiculous. What's the deal? Did it come in from someone? From who? From yourself? Yeah, it's from me. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We you can always make it up. We haven't checked our social media feed for a while. <laughs> I did. And it's blowing up, man. I got to respond. People in Singapore, they want us to review their restaurants. Yes, you're right. Okay, what's the deal? I've got two. It's actually a Singaporean what's the deal. Uh-oh. This is before I left uh, to come to the U.S., you know, and I was, I was sort of, and actually, it's a good, it's a good analogy to, to the U.S., to L.A., actually. Right. Um, so, obviously, in the U.S., there's a, lot of, there's a lot of pedestrians, you know, generally speaking, crossing the road, and I've noticed that every single car will stop for a pedestrian. Yeah, I don't course. know if it's a sort of rule. Yeah, it's a state law. We talked about that. Super polite. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but I'm telling our listeners oh, out yeah, there. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> My apologies. A factoid. A factoid. And what shocked me mm. is the drivers in Singapore do not do that. They accelerate. Ever. They accelerate. If you step into the road, yeah. they'll accelerate and try to hit so you. So that's my, what's the deal, man? It's like, what's the deal with drivers being oblivious of pedestrians and cyclists in Singapore. This is just like the bitch session. It's more like a... What's the deal? You just want to yell at people. <laughs> uh, mm, I don't mm. get it. Seriously. Guys. This is you're just in a rant. A, you're in a car. You're in a car. A moving vehicle made of metal yeah. and plastic. Yeah. And gasoline. Potential weapon. And there's, you know, an old, an old lady crossing the road... Slowly, and you accelerate. Why would you accelerate? Why? I mean, is it like a... No, there's no answer to that question. You know? Um, what's a deal is like something you can actually research <laughs> and, like, and talk about. Not just like, God, people act like assholes. Why do they act like assholes? That's it. <laughs> I'm like, because they're assholes? You're right. This is it's, a a self, it's sort of a right. self-defining definition. You're right. This is a rant. It's a rant. It's hashtag a rant. A deal. An ad rant. Um, what's a deal? So you're just... California's great. It's a different culture here. Singapore, You're right. they're on edge there. Because Singapore is a small city that's kind of, people are on top of each other and there's like this claustrophobia. And yeah. I think people get tweaked if, they're, if they 
drive around the same streets again and again and again, knowing they can't escape the country. <laughs> they can't go very, they go half an hour and you're in the ocean. So what, they're planning to thin the herd or something? Or what's the, what's the, what's the deal? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Can I just say pass? Hard pass. A hard pass. Hard pass. <laughs> don't know. Thanks for asking though. And with so many cars in LA and they're still so, you know, accepting of pedestrians and cyclists. Well, it's a state law. I appreciate they that. They could get in trouble. Yeah, in Singapore, not so much. It's not a law. Really? It's not a law. You have to, cr- you have to cross in the crosswalks, just like New York. You have to cross in the crosswalks during the right light changes. Yeah. But LA, well, California, no. It's state I've law. Cr- I've crossed some crosswalks, if that's the real word, word for those. <laughs> and in Singapore, I almost got run over. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Sure. I think that's Was optional. the light against you? Mm-mm. Don't remember. See, nice. you're crossing. <laughs> These guys got a green light and you just step in front of them. I'm surprised you're still alive. Oh, my God. But, yeah, I mean, that happens. You know, c'est la vie, such is life. Crazy. Impatience. What can I tell you? It's Crazy. Just, I, I gotta... Um, I, uh, I, uh, Okay. That was my singlish for the day. The singlish for the day. Mm. So, do you, Thomas, do you have any topics for today? <laughs> <clears throat> my mind is completely blank. <laughs> completely and utterly blank. I think it's the if- influence, the effect of being in Los Angeles for a week. Really? It's completely blanked out my mind. Have you been on the, on the doobie? No. No? No. Really? Don't touch any of that. Nope. Don't need it. And it's still blanked out my mind. <laughs> I meditated this morning. Struggled. Struggled hard in my meditation. Which is really counterproductive. But you blanked out. And then that one moment, my mind blanked out, and it's been blank ever since. <laughs> Normally, all this wisdom's coming out. None today. <laughs> Zilcho. So I got to get the hell out of L.A. before my brain is completely erased. And I'm a blank slate. Tabula rasa, as they say in Latin. For our Latin listeners out there. Really? Is that it? Tabula rasa, yeah. It's a blank slate. That's brilliant. What do you mean? It's fucking genius. <laughs> Dude, that's what? a word of wisdom. He just dropped it. Did it? Tom just dropped tabula rasa. <laughs> that's and right. he says he's got a blank slate. Sure. That, so that means blank slate. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what it means. Classic. Why is it when you meet up with friends, you have to drink alcohol? That's my question. Alcohol is a massive part of everybody's life, though, eh? It's really weird. Like That's a what I mean. Big I mean, part of society. Why can't you just meet and order, and order a fine bottled water, distilled or... From the Italian Alps. Exactly. You're completely right, the man. The Pellegrinos. What is it about society that makes us drink alcohol? I don't know. Like last night, I actually, when I met with my buddy, I, I was thinking, I'm going to just order a bottle of Aquapana or something. You know, get a fine bottled water. Yeah. And if you did do that... Like the looks around the table would just be like, what the hell is wrong with you? It's basically what happens. Eh? Is that what happens? It, it but ultimately, be. you know, as an individual, you have to be responsible for your own actions. And I try to say, hey, I don't give a damn what people think. Mm. But I still fell under the pressure, the, the peer pressure. But it's also, I mean, there's a physiological effect with alcohol. Yeah. You have like a little glass of wine and you do, you mellow out, man. You mellow out. It's a, it's a drug, let's be honest. You know, it's with all the stresses in our lives. All the, the trials out. and tribulations. The neurotoxins. You know, a little bit of neurotoxin just takes the edge off. <laughs> Ethanol. <laughs> it's the best. But then you just feel it the next day. 
You know, it's like taking credit. If you were 21, you wouldn't feel it the next day. You don't think you would feel it, but you, you do. But you do. Mm. Mm, You're genius. not firing on all cylinders. Yeah, man. You That's know? what happened. That's it. You know what? I think I'm declaring it now. I'm off alcohol for the next... <laughs> Here we go, guys. What's the time period? This is going live. Tell me, tell me. What do you think? Suggest 48 one. hours. Oh, come on. <laughs> I could do 48. I'm, I was thinking three months. Really? That's the first number that popped in my head. I actually never told you that. No, you, I did tell you that. Then this. I you got know scared. I, you know I do a month of alcohol every yeah. year. Oh, um, every year? Yeah, a month before my birthday. Mm, so birthday? my birthday is on the 20th of July. So it's I need oh, to shit, stop drinking in like five days. Yeah. But it, usually what happens is if I fail during those 30 days before my birthday, yeah. like if I end up drinking, yeah. I do the month after my birthday. Oh. It's like a backup. It's like a get out of jail free card. Extended. But I try not to do that, you know? So, yeah, <laughs> it's going to start. It's going to start in a few I'm days. I'm going to join you. You're going to join On it? the no alcohol campaign. Let's do that, man. That's it. Yeah. And then when people ask, hey, man, why don't you have a drink? Oh, we're all having a drink. I'll just say... I can't because I made a pact. It's my annual tradition. It's my annual tradition. That's what I say, man. It's before my birthday every year. And nobody asks questions. It's funny, actually. Really? Well, they'll ask the question, but then once you explain it, it's very quick. Everyone's so like, oh, if okay, I say, cool. what do you mean annual tradition? What kind of annual, annual tradition are we talking about? I just say a month before my birthday, I don't drink alcohol. And they go, why? And mm. I say, just to make sure I'm not an alcoholic. Oh, because I drink a lot of booze very, as well, man. Very practical. Yeah, you've been going off the rails, man. I have. We're all worried about you back home Yeah, at uh, headquarters. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to do the same thing. I'm, cool. gonna do, I'm off alcohol, and when people ask me, I'll say, hey, man, it's an annual tradition. Uh, every a month before Merrick's birthday, <laughs> I don't drink any alcohol. And then if I screw that up, it's the month after. <laughs> so you're going to do three months or one month? Let's just do one. And test it out. Tested. Let's get through to your birthday. <laughs> I like this. I like this experiment. And then we'll review uh-huh. and then see what happens. Wow. Wow. We're going to do this, man. It's committed now. Shit. To audio. That's going to be a test. Test of our willpower. Clean our bodies out. Clean. The body's a temple. I have to get back there, man. Yeah. I'd love to hear what our listeners do with alcohol. Pour it over the do bodies. They, do they... <laughs> <laughs> do they find it's an issue? Do they find it a challenge? Yeah. Do they not give a shit? Alcohol. Really? Alcohol. Is there a little bit of guilt in there? Is it your friend? Is it your foe? Mm. That's what I'm saying. Mm. You know? Mm. Sure, it's fun. Hey, sure, it's fun. Playing with the devil. Playing with fire. <laughs> Playing with the devil's fire. Yeah, let us know, guys. But there is a, pr- a price to be paid, and I feel it. It's like, yeah, the next day it's always... I'm diminished. I'm less of who I am. This is Thomas this morning because I had a few drinks last night. And that's why my, sh- my <laughs> presence on the show was diminished. It was dialed back. And that's it. That's it. I'm not bitching. It was my choice, you know. But we're off. Officially? Nice. Even, okay. Four months. Done. From the 20th of June. All right. Shake on wow. it. Once we hit. Shit. I've got a lot of big events coming up next week as well. But no, I've got to do it. All right. Game on. Locked in. And we'll check in with you later, see if we're still alive. Anyway, so that's what's going on. Classic. So what else is going on? Um, I have no idea. I think I saw Ryan Seacrest this morning. Oh, yeah. There's reports of uh, celebrity sighting of Ryan Seacrest. Mm. 
but I think it was uh, no, it wasn't him. Mistaken. How we find? So I mean, the guy must have been like seven feet tall. Yeah, close to seven foot. Like, I was like, that's Ryan Seacrest. Like, he had like bodyguards and yeah, you know, sort of assistants. Was he black? No. <laughs> okay, so it might be Ryan Seacrest. Yeah, exactly. I'm just trying to... I'm just confirming. Hold on. Yeah. Ryan Seacrest is definitely white. <laughs> but we did a quick Wikipedia search, and Ryan Seacrest is only five foot eight. He's five foot eight, and you said he was like seven foot. I'm yeah. like, I don't think so. No, it wasn't like him. Average stature, et cetera. Yeah, it wasn't And him. then, uh, so... But now the story is flat. <laughs> One moment we had a celebrity sighting. Now we have Zilcho. But you know who I did see last week? Give me a hint. Snoop Dogg. What kind of hint is that? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what kind of hint is that? He doesn't understand the concept. And Conan O'Brien. Hint technology. Conan O'Brien. Yeah. Well, yeah. What, what, yeah. So you've been rubbing shoulders. America Mar- yeah. has been rubbing shoulders with all kinds of celebrities in LA. This all happened before I showed up. So I missed the celebrity sightings. It was from a distance. It wasn't like I was shaking really? No, hand, make it up, make it up. So he's right <laughs> next to him. I heard you were smoking some, dare I say... It's legal. Snoop Dogg and you were like smoking up? <laughs> Not with him specifically. Mm, it was Come close on. though. It, <laughs> it was, was close. He was within eye shot. <laughs> yeah, dude. Within like a few meters. And you got in your eyes locked? You told me this. <laughs> Over after a bottle of wine. You're like, oh, guys, lo- eyes bottle locked. Bottle of gin and juice. Lay back. <laughs> got my mind on my money. But I'll tell you something. Conan, what a legend. Funny How guy. talented. Conan Bryan. I mean, wow, the guy is absolutely brilliant. He's a bit of an unsung comedian because that show he did, the late show or whatever it is. Okay, yeah, yeah. What, what the heck? I mean, Tonight Show. The Tonight Show, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Because it's such a main show, it was a bit mainstream. So a lot of his genius, the wit, had to be modulated and moderated. Yeah, and yeah. so I never was a big fan of the show, but he himself is a funny guy. His Comedy is funny, and tell me about some words of wisdom he unleashed <laughs> upon you. Well, he actually came in to give a sort of panel discussion yes. about how he uses various technology and social media and stuff. And he's really, really smart, man. Because he's one of the few talk show hosts that actually uses social media really well. Yeah. I want to learn something from him. Yeah, dude. I'm, I'm trying to get my social media game on. He, obviously, he left The Tonight Show and he was doing live gigs. And the yeah. only way he was able to promote those live gigs was through digital media. Because he had this very restrictive contract when he left where he wasn't allowed to do anything anywhere. Right. Um, but No stand-up comedy. Yeah. Well, no, he could do stand-up, but he couldn't do anything on TV. He oh. couldn't do any, make any other appearances where it was recorded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But social media was fair game. So it was almost like a forced way for him to actually learn about this stuff. But yeah, he's brilliant, man. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah? Yeah. Genius. And so funny, man. What did he say? He was just on this monologue. (laughs) He just went off on this monologue for the first 10, 15 minutes at this panel. Yeah. I mean, the the moderator was just like, keep going, man. Yeah. Just keep... And he was just... I mean, he was obviously tearing us to bits. You know, yeah. he was like, "Why are you staying in this, you know, crappy hotel? What a, you know, what a shit show, etc." I mean, hilarious stuff. Absolutely hilarious. Yeah, yeah. everyone loves to be abused oh, like man. that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like classy but abuse, you know. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't like it wasn't going deep, but it was just like hilarious. Yeah, you know? and he was abusing the hotel. He wasn't abusing us, right? You know, indirectly. That's where the smarts yeah, come in. See, exactly. That's you don't never attack the person; you attack the action. Exactly. That's a quote from a previous episode. Really? Is that your of quote? ours? <laughs> you forgot them already. All 
All of them. <laughs> so many episodes now, man. You don't criticize the person, you criticize the action. That's the quote. Brilliant. And you agreed, and you're like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I do agree. Still do agree. Well, okay, good. <laughs> so what's next after this, man? You're off to the East Coast. I'm flying to the East Coast where my tour continues, my war- worldwide tour. I have to circle the globe at least once every few years, and so I'm, <laughs> I'm due for my uh, circumnavigation, I believe the term is. So starting in Singapore, through Japani, into L.A., and then onwards to the East Coast of the United States of America. Nice. So I'm going to check in there, see how it is in Trump country. And then skedaddle. I don't think I'll be golfing because my thumb is still offline. Dude, there's something wrong with your thumb, man. My thumb is effed. He's going he's gonna to have to go in to have an operation. I'm going in for a CAT scan as soon as I'm back in Singapore in another week or so. I know you guys are interested in this. That's what I'm telling you. And uh, <laughs> if you ask me a question, I tell you no lies. It's the jigging incident. The squid jigging is still with me, man. Yeah, yeah. It's the injury that continues giving. It's the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the squid has, even though we ate him, in the end, he won. He won the battle. Mother, <laughs> I don't want to swear. That mother j- jigger. Anyway, but yeah, we'll continue on and then get out of New York, maybe spend some time in New York and then head back to Singapore. And I'll be back before you're back in Singapore, yeah, I think. Yeah, I'm here for another week, um, oh. but, but not in LA. I'm in a little town. Anaheim, California. Down southeast Anaheim. Yeah, not, they've got Disneyland there. Disneyland. Pretty crappy Disneyland. The land of Walt. There's some, there's some business to be done down there. So it's the annual sort of pilgrimage to Anaheim. Right. Businessman. Um, yeah. It's like, you know, pilgrimage to Anaheim. It's like oh. my version of Mecca. Oh, oh. <laughs> be careful. With absolute respect to all our Muslim r- listeners. Yes, yes. Um, it's, yes. No, it's nothing like Mecca. We are inclusive <laughs> of all religious groups, especially the really good ones. <laughs> the good ones. So then I think I'll be back on the 26th. Oh, really? I'm yeah. Same, same. 26th of June, that is. You know, in case anybody wants to come to the airport to welcome us yeah, back. Yeah, 26th June. <laughs> I'm going to be back on the 28th June, Singapore. Ah. And then we can really get hardcore on the next set of six episodes. <laughs> I agree. I think we need, to, we need to start working on our content schedule. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, for listeners, for, for putting up with our um, random release schedule. And we're, we're working on it. Yeah. Work in progress. It's getting there. But if you've listened this far... First of all, thank you, really, from the bottom of our hearts. <laughs> if you've managed to listen this far, uh, we really appreciate it. And if you could zip us an email at doubleconfirmshow at gmail.com, just let us know anything. Recently, I was in touch with one of our listeners. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Who happens to be a friend of Merrick, because um, that's most of our listeners. They either know me or know you. Know, you. And, but she said, she said, oh, you know, I really enjoy the show. But it's only because I had a conversation with her separately, independently. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, I want people, I want to encourage people. I know it takes time. Everyone's busy. But if you can even just send a little a little tweet or a little Instagram, direct message, uh, a Facebook post, anything, even just to say, yeah, you're, you're, you're alive and you're well. <laughs> you haven't written. And we're worried about you, listeners. All two. There's a, we're up to three. So I just I had to say that for the record. Because <laughs> we don't give our listeners enough credit. And we don't know who they are. <laughs> You're right. 
But we have been asked to have a review of a restaurant, do a review of a restaurant. Yeah, we've got to do some reviews. People want to know what we think about their food. And in fact, Gentle Bros Cafe, mm-hmm. that's the name of the place in Singapore, okay. Gentle Bros. I think we may have to sneak in there okay. under cover of night, of darkness, and do a review. This could be a new segment. It's definitely a new segment. Yeah. Every segment's a new segment. <laughs> <laughs> it's all new segments. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Our good friends at Food in Sing on Instagram, at Food in Sing, they asked us to check this out because they know we know our food. <laughs> we do, actually. I, well, I used a, a bacon emoji and that convinced them <laughs> of our credentials. <laughs> bacon emoji. <laughs> brunch place. <laughs> yeah. That's brilliant. Well, it Gotta is what it, it is. Gotta love it. We'll go in undercover. I don't want to go undercover, though. No. I want to have big t-shirts and get free food. We should get double confirmed show t-shirts. That's the next step. Merch. There's demand. Yeah, man. <laughs> we should get some merch done. So t-shirts, maybe like underwear, It's socks. only because the people want it, though. <laughs> we don't, I mean, it's like we had some people ask for it. Of course, of course. We'll do a run out of China. <laughs> yeah, you don't give them all the oh yeah come on this is this is for our, our off offline meeting what else is going on i've really <laughs> la has really wiped my brain off the map the tabula rasa i'm telling you i, I which is good man my apologies it, it leaves some space for more stuff to come in i hope so it's, That's, impor- <laughs> it's a very optimistic way of looking at it and uh brilliant i'm gonna stick with the optimism so let's wrap this up you think so? Yeah, I think we're good, man, for our first field trip. Thanks for joining us. Visit us on the Facebook page. Follow us on the thingies, the Instagram. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, guys. Later. Africans, please listen to me as Africans, and you non-Africans, listen to me with open mind.